0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. one of our key values as a church is, uh, you notice when you first come in, we have a, a banner that has our three E's. And the first one is experience God. The second one is explore faith. And the third one is express publicly or personally. And that's kind of what we try to do here. And so um, one of the things that we really uh, value is exploring your faith. And that's giving a safe place to ask questions, to, to, uh, to, to say, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm not really sure what I believe yet, but I want to, to search and I'm looking for God. And so one of the ways that we do that, and we thought that what we would do is uh, during our Breakfast Club time, I thought it might be a good idea to take occasionally some moments and ask uh, you guys to submit questions that you might have. So some of you might say, you know what, I'm not sure what I think about this. Maybe what does the Bible say about that? You know, what does God think about this topic? And so I've asked over the last week or two to have some questions be submitted. And what we're going to do is just when we have Breakfast Club, we're going to take 10 or 15 minutes and just pick one and then try the best that I can to answer it uh, or at least respond to it in a way that makes sense uh, to help answer your questions. So that's what we're going to do. And so hopefully you find this interesting. Um, if it doesn't work, we'll stop doing it, just like everything else we do here at this church. So, um, so today we're going to start with a very... Uh, question's actually very interesting. Um, you know, I was hoping... I don't know what I was hoping for, but I was thinking that maybe I would get a simple question like, what does the Bible say about gossip, and then it would be really easy to talk about. But instead, I got a question that's actually much more uh, complex. And so today we're going to answer this question. Here's the question that was submitted. Why does the nature of God seem so different between the communication of the law in the Old Testament And the atonement of Christ in the Gospels or the New Testament. So I'm going to clarify that question in case maybe it doesn't really make sense. So why does God seem rigid and concerned with obedience in the Old Testament but focused on love, grace, and redemption in the New Testament. It almost seems that they're contradicting versions of the same, right? If you've ever read the Old Testament, and then you've read the New Testament, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's different tones, right? I mean, so I think this question is really coming from a place of, why is it that when I read the Old Testament, it seems like God is angry all the time, but then in the New Testament, it's like, oh, God is love, God is mercy, right? And that can be confusing for people. That's a great question, and I don't have the answer. No, I'm just kidding. So... <laughs> Now, I, don't, I can't promise that I have the answer. And part of the concept of exploring is that, is that this is based on the best understanding that I can come up with from reading God's Word. And this is the key to all of this, right? So at this church, and Encounter Church, we believe that God's Word is true. But that doesn't mean that we can necessarily understand everything, or at every single moment we're going to understand exactly what God meant from it. There are a lot of things that require interpretation, and so this is my best understanding from my training, from my reading, and from just studying to kind of try to give a response to that. What I would encourage you to do, though, if you have questions, is to go to God's Word, because I can't give you the answers. God can speak to you through me, but the best thing for you to do is to read it yourself, and then we can have dialogue and discussion about it. so, a couple of thoughts that I had, man, this is Mike. A couple of thoughts that I had this week as I was trying to think about what is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Why is it that there is such different language, such different tone in the Old Testament than in the New Testament? And so, I came up with some thoughts, and here are some things that I thought about that uh, helped me to understand it. The first one was this: is that Scripture was breathed and inspired by God. But it was written by human beings with the perspective of their worldview and the culture in the ways that their minds could understand. Now, here, here's a good way to explain what that means. God's revelation of Scripture in the Bible is what's called progressive. And what that means is that, that there's definitely shifts, and over time, you see the different things being pulled back in layers and through, through Scripture, okay? And so, so for example, Moses. Moses was an it was an example of an individual who uh, is is considered to be the one who wrote what's called the Torah or the first five books of the of the Old Testament so Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers and Deuteronomy the Jewish people consider that the Torah okay now why is the Torah so written in rules why is it that the picture of God is that um, that most of what we see is sort of this uh, militaristic kind of a tone well a lot of that is because when Moses wrote the the the, the Torah. It was written from a perspective of the world was such a messed up place at that time. Civilization was sort of just getting on its feet. So much of the way people saw God at that time, or gods in general, was from a perspective of of, of that God has called his people to be separate. And so the law that we know of, what we see in the Old Testament, most of it is, is they're trying to wrap their heads around what God wants from them in the time when everything else was so chaotic. So from Moses' perspective, what God wanted from people was, was a, a completely different lifestyle than what you saw in the rest of the of culture around them, which is why we see the law is so specifically like, geared towards the opposite of everything in every other culture. And that was written from Moses' perspective. So God impressed upon Moses that this is exactly what I want you to say, not in the sense of literal words, but this is the principles I'm trying to apply. Now, the law itself, though, is definitely something that is talked about throughout Scripture, even in the New Testament. But the purpose of the law, ultimately, was to show people that there really was no way for you to be able to to save yourself. That's the entire point of the law. Now, another example of the same thing is in the Gospels. The Gospels were written by four different people. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were written by each of those individuals. And each one of the Gospels is written in a completely different perspective. For example, Luke. The book of Luke, Luke was a doctor. He's a physician. So in the book of Luke, you see a lot of writing about physical attributes, a lot of healings and things, right? Now, the contrast to that is John. The book of John, John was considered to be one of Jesus' closest friends. So what you see in the in the book of John is you actually get uh, a lot of tones of, of conversations with Jesus. So where in Luke, you see a lot of stories about his miracles, but in the book of John, because he had a personal close relationship with Jesus, it's more about conversations that he had with Jesus or that Jesus was having other people. So you can see that 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 scripture was written from the perspective of the individual who was writing it, okay? Another example, this is the Apostle Paul. Paul wrote many letters, but some of them actually seem kind of specific and odd to us. In fact, in 2 Timothy and 1 Corinthians, Paul specifically says that he doesn't allow women to speak at all at church. Now, that seems really weird and completely out of place in our culture, right? And most people in in Christianity today don't take that to be a command from God. They see that as a cultural command. Uh, a cultural ideology that Paul's preference at the time was in response to what was happening in that church. And if you, if you know anything about the, the book of Corinthians, it was written to a church in a city called Corinth, and there was a lot of chaos going on in that particular time. Everybody came to church. Everybody wanted to stand up. Everybody wanted to yell. And, and at that time, the women in the church were particularly being um, disorderly. So his answer was in response to what was happening in the moment at the time, okay? And the last example of this is in Revelation. The book of Revelation uh, was written by a guy named John, and it's based on a vision that he sees, okay? And so all the stuff that you see in the the New Testament in, in the book of Revelation, there's some crazy stuff that you see in the book of Revelation. But there are things like locusts with human faces wearing armor that has spikes on it. Like I've never seen anything like that, okay? But Imagine what it would be like for you to see a picture of something a thousand years in the future and you try to describe exactly what you're seeing. That's the concept of what was happening in the book of Revelation. So it's a man who is impressed upon him by God, something that was to be written out, but is constrained by by his own brain's capability. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? So the first way that I thought of to try to explain how can you see the difference in tone from the Old Testament to the New Testament, part of it is that it was written by people who who saw the world in a certain way, okay? And so God speaks and impresses upon them truth, and principles, and even some specifics, but it is still written by the hand of a human being. Okay? So that's the first thing that I thought of. The second thing is that there is a gap, a 400 year gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So, what that means is that the last time that anybody spoke or wrote a piece of scripture down in the Old Testament, in Malachi, 400 years go by before the book of Matthew was written. Okay? 400 years. And during that time, what we have seen is a developing worldview cultures changed religious language and even understanding evolved much like our own faith there are a lot of things that 2,000 years after the birth and death of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Christ, 2,000 years later, we talk differently, right, about our faith. We don't use the same words or the same language. Much of our core belief is the same, but a lot of the things have changed. For example, uh, 50, 60 years ago, it was people considered to be wrong to go to a movie theater or to go to dancing or do anything like that. Most people think that's silly nowadays, right? But but it's changed in time. So during that 400-year gap of period of time much of, of the understanding of who God was, was revealed. Remember that concept of progressive revelation. In the Old Testament, what we see of God is largely setting the rules, setting the landscape. But by the time we get to the New Testament, God has peeled back layers of who he is and begins to reveal his, a deeper level of his nature to, him, to us. So by the time Matthew starts, people were aching for a new era, And we're looking for the Messiah. Things had gotten really rough and really bad for them. And by the time we get to Matthew, they were hungering for a change. They realized the law had no ability to be able to save them. Their rules that God gave them was literally designed to teach them that they couldn't possibly save themselves. No matter how good they tried to be, they were always going to fail. And that sin was always going to corrupt them. That's what they had learned. The third thing is that the Old Testament and the New Testament actually work together to form one narrative. And so... Sorry, guys. This mic is creating problems here. There we go. So... The, the Old Testament and the New Testament actually form one narrative. And a lot of times people think that the Old Testament is 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 like a separate book, and then the New Testament is a separate book. And I actually, was, I was doing some study this week, and some people actually said that. They said that the Old Testament is the Jewish Bible, and the New Testament is the Christian Bible. And that's not true. The reality is, is that the entire Bible, the entire message from Old Testament to New Testament, from Genesis to Revelation— is one narrative and points to one concept and that is Jesus Christ. The Old Testament is really points the way to show us about Israel. And it shows about the creation of the Jewish people and it shows the creation of the law and it shows how they rise and it shows how they succumb to it and they can't they can't possibly meet those needs. And then sin takes over their entire culture. And then they get deported and taken over by Babylon and pulled into exile. And how God is always there and always pulls them back and always gives them second chances. And throughout it, we see this narrative that develops that is actually a mirror of us as people. And that's the beauty of the Old Testament is that we can see ourselves in the story of the Jewish people. Yes, it's literally about the Jewish people. But it's really a story about all of humanity and how, how God has revealed himself to us, how God loves us, how God has expectations about how he created us to be and how he designed us to be, but that we always seem to mess that up. We always uh, make the wrong decisions. We're not always, but oftentimes we'll, we'll screw things up for ourselves and how no matter what we do, it's never enough for us to really be able to, to get ourselves to the right place. So then you come to the New Testament, and Jesus comes on the scene, and God steps in and says, here's my son, and he's going to fulfill what you can't do. The system of the sacrifices and, and, and all of these animal sacrifices that were supposed to cover the sin, but it only did it temporarily. It was never enough to fully connect us back to God. So the New Testament just points the way for all of us to realize that we need Jesus. So when the Old Testament points to this idea that we're not good enough, there's no way to do it ourselves, the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And I read something this week that says this, and I thought it was really great. It says the Old Testament makes it clear that absolute justice demands everyone's life. So that's what we see in the Old Testament is that is that for God to be a just God that it demands, it ultimately demands your life because none of us have the ability to to fulfill the law. Yet it also mentions how often, how frequently the wrath of justice is withdrawn for the sake of mercy in response to repentance. Oftentimes people forget the fact that over and over again in the Old Testament that God withdraws his wrath and he actually gives mercy in the Old Testament pretty often instead of Uh, instead of giving people uh, the the wrath that he promised for, for disobedience. But the New Testament reveals how despite repentance, justice is still justice. Balance must be restored. What has been taken must be paid for. But the Creator now rectifies all of that by actually putting himself in our place to experience the combined horror and shock and loss of all the life and energy that we have forfeited by our former acts of ingratitude for them all on our behalf so that in the end we actually do not have to forfeit them and we can have the reunion with him that he always had in mind. So that's the idea is that in the Old Testament we see this picture being established of a God who is holy, who is righteous, who is a judge, who created the world and things are not going the way that he designed them to be. And in order for them, for things to be right, to be put back into balance, there has to be judgment for sin, right? So that's what we see in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, We see Jesus, who comes and pays the penalty for all of creation. So that's the idea of why there's a difference in tone to me is that is that we're seeing the establishment of God saying, This is the world that we live in, and the New Testament paints the picture of saying, But you don't have to suffer that way anymore. So there's a difference in tone because we're understanding two sides of the same coin. God is righteous. God is a judge. God has to take care of sin. But at the same time he doesn't want his creation whom he loves to have to pay that penalty. So he gives Jesus Christ to give us mercy and grace to allow us to to have that creation or have that connection back with our creator. So it's the same God but from two different sides of the same coin. Because Jesus loves us, because God is love, because he wants to take care of us, it doesn't mean that he is no longer uh, has to be a judge. It just means that that judgment took place in the body of Jesus Christ so that it didn't have to come on us. That's an important thing to understand. So this is the last thing I would say about this is that the Bible was written by people who have limited understanding of who God is and wrote what God impressed upon them to write, but did so in a way that reflected the world around them and what their minds could comprehend. In the end, the entire narrative is cohesive and it paints a dramatic portrait of humanity being rescued by its creator and shows a people growing in their understanding of who God is over time so that 's that and I, I you know I realized this one was pretty heavy so uh, feel free to ask questions like it. This is also my first shot at trying to uh, to tackle different subjects. Um, I would love to, to to receive more questions like this. We're going to do this every other month, so every time we have a breakfast club, we'll just take a few minutes to do this, and I would love to be able to share um, just some thoughts. I think there are questions. I think that you guys have questions, and if you do, please let me know. Uh, you can email me at uh, info at EncounterPGH.com or my personal email address, L at EncounterPGH.com. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I also have a podcast uh, called The Paradox Podcast if, uh, where I do some similar types of things. If you are interested in uh, hearing more about that or have questions, you can send me to that as well. Um, but the whole idea of this is just to to explore what our faith says. And I think a lot of people, particularly in this this situation, wonder it's hard for them to read the Bible because I think they get hung up on the idea that maybe it it doesn't feel true because it seems like they're two different stories. And the reality is that it's one story connected, and it's painting a picture of all of humanity for us to understand that we need Jesus. So that's, that's the best of my understanding to it. I'd love to talk to you more about this offline, uh, maybe while we're eating breakfast or whatever. So, uh, but again, if you have other questions, please, please, please let me know and we'll answer them next time. But let's pray because we're about to eat some delicious food, okay? Jesus, thank you so much for taking care of us and for coming and giving us the opportunity to, to not have to feel the wrath of, of, uh, of judgment for all of our sin, for the things that we do wrong or messed up. Um, thank you that, that you love us and you've taken care of us and provided a way um, to have new life life. We thank you for the food that we're about to eat. Thank you for every person in this room. Let us have a great time getting to know each other and uh, just celebrating uh, this time together. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.